Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. Welcome, everybody. We're delighted to have you join us today on Law Technology Now. Uh, I'm Monica Bay. I'm Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News and co-manager of the EDD Update blog and, of course, the uh, vixen of the Common Scold blog. Uh, We have a great show for you today. Uh, Every August, Law Technology News showcases the annual report on the Sosha Gelbin e-discovery survey. And my guests are Sosha and Gelbin. So before we dive into the content, I want to first remind you that you can tell your friends about this podcast and that they can listen to us in three different places. On the Law Technology Now website, www.lawtechnologynow.com, or from our partners, Legal Talk Network, and that is, surprisingly, www.legaltalknetwork.com. And, of course, you can always find us in the iTunes podcast library. Uh, George Tom, let's start with George. Tell us a little bit about yourself and for our listeners who might not be familiar with with your background, give us a quick little bio and then we'll have Tom do the same. I was for 16 years a litigation attorney at two different law firms, getting pulled slowly over that time into electronic discovery. Six years ago, I left that to found an electronic discovery consulting firm, so that's what I do all the time now. With Tom, uh, I started seven years ago now the electronic the, the Social Geldman Electronic Discovery Survey, that in 2003. And then as an outgrowth of that in 2005, we launched EDRM, or the Electronic Discovery Reference Model Projects. Tom, how about you? Uh, this is Tom Geldman. I've uh, been in legal technology for over 20 years, having held a CIO position at two major law firms and now have a consulting practice that not only helps law firms and corporate legal departments and professional service organizations with their information technology management, but also, as George mentioned, I've had the pleasure to work with George on the Electronic Discovery Survey and the Electronic Discovery Reference Model Project. And I've been very thrilled that for the last several years, uh, Law Technology News has had a delightfully exclusive relationship with both of you. And uh, George happens to also sit on our board, and both of you are on our EDD Update author roster. And you've been kind enough to give us every August a wonderful summary of the highlights of your report. In the past, uh, uh, that report included a breakdown of your assessment of the top vendors, which became an absolutely must-read. Uh, I think people didn't sleep the night before we uh, released the report on that. You've stopped doing that. Um, George, would you tell us a little bit about about why you made that decision and what you are doing in the alternative now? The reason we stopped is because not only did those rankings become absolutely must-read, but in the eyes of way too many consumers, they seem to become absolutely must depend upon absolutely. And by that, I mean, 
that we were seeing consumers substituting any judgment on their part with the rankings. They would, for example, send out requests for proposal only to those providers who showed up on the rankings, even if what those providers had no, offered had no relationship to what they needed. We saw similar problems on the investor side, where organizations were only considering investing money in those providers that showed up at the top of the rankings list, something that we thought was rather backwards, because if you're investing anywhere, it should be in the people who aren't yet in the rankings. We did not want to support that bad behavior anymore. The market had changed considerably from the days when we first started the survey, and we felt that the rankings we were offering had gone from something that were at least moderately useful to something that had become counterproductive. And George, you were always very, very candid about your methodology and very frank about the fact that some of the key vendors always chose not to participate for whatever reasons that they did, and that there was sort of a some built-in, uh, um, this is the wrong word, but help me with a better one, I would say imperfections, if you will, that would follow on your concerns about people making decisions, because if not absolutely everybody is participating, then the results are going to be, in a word, skewed with no negative intended because of that. Can you elaborate a little bit on that, and was that a big factor for you? That was a factor, and I think imperfections and skewed are good words to use, but we felt that even if somehow we could make the data collection process perfect, through some magical process, we could get information, the information we wanted, from every provider in the market. We felt that even with that, we could still not put together rankings that could be responsibly used in the way we were seeing people use them. The best analogy we've been able to come up with to try to describe this, and it's not the greatest, but it's the best we've come up with so far, is to say, suppose you want to go out and purchase a motorized vehicle. Could you imagine being able to find a ranking of the five best or 10 best or 15 best motorized vehicles? Well, the first problem is motorized, what you want for a motorized vehicle and what I want for a motorized vehicle may be very different. We might actually both be thinking about cars when we talk about motorized vehicles. But on the other hand, I might be thinking about a lawnmower and you might be thinking about a speedboat. If we are thinking about cars, I might want something that would be capable of hauling six canoes and seven people up to northern Canada, and you might want a uh, flashy red sports car to use to somehow navigate through Manhattan. You know, those aren't going to show up on any general list, no matter how perfectly the list is prepared. And we've uh, we found over the last few years that despite our counseling of saying that anybody who de- depends on these rankings to make their decisions is a fool, we found that people continued to use those those rankings in the way that George described. And so it was uh, there was a disconnect uh, between what individuals, what corporations wanted in terms of services or software, and uh, what the uh, what they were using the 
surveys uh, the the rankings for. Now, I understand that you are going to be um, uh, creating something that's in progress now and will replace the ranking. And I want to make sure we leave some time in the podcast to talk about the results of this year. So tell us a little briefly, if you would, what's in the works to replace the rankings. Very briefly, what's in the works are a provider selection guide and companion tool that should allow folks who are looking for providers, service, software, services of software, and so on, to go to a website, select through a guided process the criteria they care about for their purposes, place their own weightings on those criteria, and get back a prioritized set of results with the ability then to drill in further for more detail. Think of it as a roll-your-own-rankings approach. And and uh, I'm not going to touch that line with a 10-foot pole because I'm a baby boomer. Um, when do you expect to launch the uh, new product? We hope to have that available in the fall. Terrific. Let's go, if we can, to the, the actual results this year. And, of course, everybody has been speculating with this rotten economy that, uh, as, as we're seeing, the, the legal profession really going through some severe changes, uh, lots of layoffs. Um, many people have been affected by that. Uh, personally, I'm a huge believer in Darwin, and I think that despite some of the um, uh, very painful layoffs that have affected people that we all have to be very sensitive to, I I tend to see some of this stuff as very good. In fact, in the current issue of LTN, I, I congratulated DLA Piper for for getting rid of its lockstep pay system in exchange for a merit system. Um, you found, I think we all expected to see some collapses and for money to go down, but your report actually had some very um, surprising and seemingly contradictory results. Uh, specifically, you noted that the money spent on software and services dropped by about 9% last year but that you're still expecting that the market will expand by about 30% this year and another 25% in 2010. I tend to agree with you, um, but can you tell us why these two things that on first blush might look contradictory really aren't? It's akin to um, looking at the average temperature for a day versus the hourly temperatures throughout the day. While for the entire past year, based upon what we heard from folks, the spend on electronic discovery went down compared to the previous year. It didn't go down for an equal amount throughout the year. Instead, there was a fairly precipitous drop, as best we can tell, but with things beginning to pick up, not so much at the end of last year as in the first and the second quarter of this year. We talked with people who, on the provider side, who had last year cut back the number of employees they had because they couldn't support those people with the work that they have, um, and now are scrambling to try to do two things. One, accommodate the, the increase in work that they have had to deal with or enjoyed, really, just in the last few months, and at the same time, try to get back the people or replace the people that they got rid of. So that there was a, a drop, but what we're hearing is that things are picking back up. And that seems to be 
as well a function of how litigation has been handled. From what we've been able to gather, wherever possible, uh, discretionary holds were put on litigation activities. Let's wait for a while and see what's happening or what's going to happen. But some of those discretionary holds have become no longer discretionary. You have to do something or you're really going to get in trouble. And some people have been starting to say, from what we've been hearing, okay, let's pick it up, let's get going again. Oh, I just wanted to add to that. On top of that, you know, ESI volumes are continuing to grow. So as, you know, as George mentioned, you know, as these litigations go forward, the volume is there. There is pent-up demand. Um, and so even though we saw a dip um, at, you know, at the end of last year, there still is a, that pent-up demand that's going to have to be dealt with, hopefully dealt with in a more uh, efficient, cost-effective manner uh, with new processes and technologies, et cetera, but it's still going to rise. And as we talk to folks, their expectation for 2009 and going forward is that the work is going to be there. And by ESI, of course, you're st- you mean electronically stored information. We just have a minute before we go to break, but uh, Tom and George, when we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about staffing. Uh, I've been pretty fascinated by the changing role of support staff and lawyers in the law firms. And last June, I wrote an article called Can You Adapt? that I'm very pleased to say won a gold award from the American Society of Business Publication Editors Northeast Region. So we were very happy about that. And in that article, we explored what is happening to the law firms in particular and the vendors who are now hiring more staff attorneys, where the litigation support and the paralegal lines are kind of blurring. So when we come back, I want to talk about what actually is some pretty good news for folks out there who may be job hunting. And we'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free. Don't miss out on the latest in new media marketing opportunities for your firm. Contact Deb Curran at 781-551-9960 and learn all about the Web 2.0 revolution. Welcome back. This is Monica Bay. I'm the editor of Law Technology News. And my special guests today are George Sosha and Tom Geldman, authors of the annual Sosha Geldman e-discovery survey. By the way, we had a a vibrant discussion this week on uh, EDD Update, which can be found at www.eddupdate.com, about whether it was time to get rid of the E on e-discovery and just go to discovery. And the results, which I'm about to announce on the blog, were a resounding no, that we want to keep the E in front of e-discovery. So we were talking about staffing. and, And Tom, your survey and what I'm hearing on the street sound like it's a resounding encouragement for folks in the in the e-discovery arena who are job hunting. When I was out at um, Legal Tech and when I was in Minnesota visiting you and um, some of the other vendors in July, every single e-discovery vendor uh, told me that they were actually hiring to to none to 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 dime or whatever that expression is. 
what are you predicting is going to happen this year on on staffing and and uh, what should those folks who are listening to us who are job hunting do about it? Well, uh, that's a very good question. Yes, uh, there is a strong demand for expertise and experience in electronic discovery because as we will see that the e-discovery activity will continue to to grow, um, perhaps at a slower rate than the past, but it's still going to grow. Finding qualified people, experienced people, is still uh, very much a problem. Um, What they can do about it is certainly um, profile their, their experience and expertise in the various areas of electronic discovery. Um, we're seeing that uh, law firms are, some law firms are bringing the more e-discovery work in-house. We're also seeing that corporations are bringing more and more, uh, or they want to bring more and more e-discovery activity in-house. Somebody's going to have to do that work. And so I think focusing uh, certainly not only on the, the uh, service providers, but law firms and corporations, um, that, I think, is where the jobs uh, will be, the job activity will be. And you, too, on your website have uh, set up some special areas for folks who are job uh, hunting. I know we wrote about that earlier this year. George, why don't you sum up quickly uh, what you are doing at, uh, at the website? We've launched an additional EDRM project, the Jobs Project, The goal of that project is to help people better understand what's involved in creating electronic discovery positions, staffing those positions, and then after having created and staffed those positions, keep the people happily and gainfully employed within those positions. An important word about what we're not trying to do with this EDRM project. We are not trying to be monster for electronic discovery. We're not trying to be a jobs board. We're not trying to replace uh, recruiters. Instead, we're trying to provide guidelines. And I would encourage everyone who's interested to also visit Incisive Media's lawjobs.com because we are doing exactly that, and that's a good place to go. Um, This has been a fantastic time. We could have spent much more time on it. We'll have to have you on again soon. And um, George and Tom, if you could quickly tell us uh, how someone who might want to reach out to you could get a hold of you really quickly. You can reach me at george at sociaconsulting.com. S-O-C-H-A Consulting, or 651-690-1739. And you can reach Tom Gelbman at tom at gelbman.biz, that's G-E-L-B-M-A-N-N dot B-I-Z, or 651-483-0022. And you've been listening to Law Technology Now. You can find us in three places at www.lawtechnologynow.com, at www.legaltalknetwork.com, and, of course, in the iTunes Podcast Library. A special shout-out to Jill Winwer and David Jasper of Incisive Media, to Luann Reeb, Scott Hess, Mike Hockman, and Kate Kenny at Legal Talk Network. And you will recall, perhaps from the last uh, podcast, that we have a winner on the contest I ran to uh, find Monica a tagline. And the winner was Rick George uh, down in Florida. And 
because he sent in the winning one, I get to say it, which is, remember, there's no crying in baseball or technology. I'm Monica Bay. See you next time. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.